Hello everyone and welcome on in to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And we are coming at you with episode 70... 83. 70? Sorry. Bitch, are you hot? Yikes. <laughs> oh, wow. Drag me. Drag me straight to hell, why don't you? What, what episode is it? 80 what? 83. Yikes. I cannot... See, that's why I, I just feel like we're at episode 47, so... <laughs> The fact that we are in the... Uh, I'm sorry, that's like 40 episodes. <laughs> I know, that is insane. But oh my gosh, thank you all for tuning in to another fun-filled episode. That's the point. Um, we just wanted to, you know, let you guys know right now that this is about to be a bomb-ass show. Anybody who was just watching our Instagram live already knows what the fuck is about to happen. But the rest of you hoes who are sleeping, you have no clue. Wake up. <laughs> like Tanisha said, I ain't get no sleep because of y'all, and y'all ain't get no sleep because of me. Wake up all here to this. Wake up. the fuck up, all right? We have a special guest in the studio with us today, and this is our first guest of the new year. So Yes, during Black History Month. <laughs> So, welcome Shamir into the show. Welcome, Shamir. Hi. Uh, yeah, we really caught the tail end of the Black History Month. That's so good because this one's kind of doo-doo. <laughs> yes. This, this month was very wild. It was very embarrassing. It was the worst Black History Month ever. It was. I don't know ever. That I've experienced. <laughs> Martin Luther King and them probably like, eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not the worst. <laughs> Niggas from the Civil culturally, Rights Movement probably, was like, yeah, yeah, cult- yeah culturally, it, it was, our generation. Probably. And think about last year. Last year was Black Panther. The year before that, uh, Beyonce sh- popped up with those pictures oh, of the wow. twins. So it's like this Black History Oh, and she did Formation, um, I think, the year before that. Exactly. But let's oh, introduce wow. our guests. We <laughs> we don't know who you are. So let's t- tell the people who you are, oh, yeah. what you do, where they can find you online. Um, my name is Shabir. <laughs> um, I'm uh, Shamir, literally at Shamir Bailey um, on Twitter. And um, Shamir326 um, on Instagram. I have to and, follow you. Um, I'm a artist. <laughs> yes. A musician. A, a humble one. Yes, very. A very humble one. I am very humble because I... I don't think I'm as good as a lot of people say I am, and I think that's the secret. There we go. How? That oh my god, so, let the talent jump, okay? Just, I let the talent jump, but it's just like I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's because I'm not as um, technical as my peers. But you, you know. know what? That from a distance that may sound like I don't believe in myself, but for you, you're like being an artist is just so inweaved in who you are that you don't yeah. feel the need to like make it. Uh, like a job description because you're like it's who yeah. I am through yeah. and through mm-hmm. I, I read that like one time um, with like Native Americans they had no word for religion mm-hmm. because religion was just their life mm-hmm. just how they lived every day so it seems like that's what being an artist is for you yeah I, I, I wholeheartedly fully believe that like art is probably is like my religion yeah um, yeah I, I think I think everything that I go through I kind of like see it in terms of um, art and how it can be turned into art. So let's talk about um, how you got started with music. Mm-hmm. Or when you got started. Um, I So I guess I, I got started, you know, I mentioned to you guys earlier that my mom um, is a twin. Mm-hmm. And her twin sister is probably the most, uh, you know, I also mentioned that there wasn't really, like, any creative people in my family. But <laughs> she's probably the most creative. Um and she uh, wrote songs and poetry. Oh, that's nice. But she couldn't play anything or um, or 
sing. <laughs> so she um, had a lot of musician friends over, and she had uh, set up a, a home studio in her room. And so I was, like, really inspired by that. That was kind of, like, my first taste of the music-making process. And, um, yeah, so, like, maybe around seven or eight, that's when I was like, okay, I feel like I can, like, do this myself. And that's when I started singing and writing little songs to myself. And um, and I picked up the guitar at nine. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just have been doing it ever since. So what was it like the first time where you had to, like, perform in front of others because when you're talking about your aunt right now and you're saying like she loves poetry and mm-hmm. she loves songwriting it kind of makes me think about myself because mm-hmm. I, I write so many songs mm-hmm. but I don't share them <laughs> with anyone other than Sabrina and Eric so what was that like for you as an artist the first time was it scary to put yourself out there like that I think it was scary I think no one really knew um that I was good because <laughs> I didn't really flaunt it too um even though that's all I was doing, mm-hmm. like, uh, still am, and just, like, still just, like, so much of my life is dedicated to me just perfecting my craft, and um, and that started from a really early age. So my first performance in front of people probably with just, like, me and, and the guitar um, was very white. It was a very white song. <laughs> it's from my seventh grade talent show, and I sang Who Would Save Your Soul by Jewel. Yes! Because the guitar... Oh, that sounds beautiful. Yeah, White Girl at the Coffee Shop. It's really cute. <laughs> I would have been screaming along. <laughs> Sabrina's just voguing in the audience. <laughs> and that's not that kind of song. <laughs> that's why it's funny. <laughs> You're just death dropping. And it's like... <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, it, it was like the talk of the school because, like, my school didn't have a guitar program, so they were like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, he can play guitar. Because, <laughs> um, like, most middle schools, like, have a guitar program, right? But, like, my school was, like, that ratchet that it didn't, so... Um, and then so after that, people would just always ask me to, like, accompany them on guitar for the talent show. So I was, like, that bitch, like, literally just sitting in the back. Helping them. Playing the guitar for everyone to sing horribly. <laughs> you like, they were they had no talent. I, you know, it's middle school, you know. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I was that good. You know, I was good for a seventh grader. Yeah. That wasn't great. <laughs> but know? it's good that you, like, stuck with that. Because it's, like, so many things that, like, I started when I was in middle school. And I was like, ooh. And I just, like, stopped doing it. I'm a, I'm a very loyal one-track type person. I really am. Mm-hmm. And, Gosh. Like, once I feel like I have a knack for something, then, you know, I'll do it if it makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. And... And, you know, I didn't have anything before music. And music is the only thing that I really had that was so consistent. And then it was always just easy for me to perfect and work on. And also by myself. Because, you know, just like I said, I'm, like, kind of, like, introverted. So it's, like, it was a craft that, like, my mom didn't really have to pay lessons for. Like, she mm. could have put me in guitar lessons and, like, singing lessons and everything. But I'm kind of glad that I was, like, self-taught because that gave me something to do. And it gave me something to perfect myself. It sounds my peaceful. Terms. And that's why, and I think that's why, you know. I do everything, you know, my music, my voice, everything. It's, like, unorthodox because, like, I taught myself, you know? Yeah. yeah, and you also, like, get your own identity, your own style. Because, exactly. like, because yeah. like, I, yeah, because yeah. I took, like, when I think, no, it was elementary school. I, like, did flute. And I hated it. And it also didn't help because my teacher told me she hated Nelly Furtado. <laughs> and at the moment, I was like a Nelly Furtado stan. Yeah. And that made me not want to go to yeah, flute. Honestly, same. That would that mess me up. And then like, you I'm see Lizzo. You. Like, yeah, and Lizzo out here twerking, playing the flute. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that could have been me. <laughs> it's inspiring, though. It, it is. 
love Lizzo. Me, me too. too. I love Lizzo. And you know what? Don't get me started. They're not paying her the respect that they would have paid her if she was thin. And yeah, that's all they I'm never say. Do. Period. If, if Lizzo was like, if Lizzo was thin, if Lizzo was a little bit more traditional, she'd be on the front of every cover right now. She People is, don't even understand the years that she's put in to the get to time. the point that she's in mm-hmm. now. She, like, almost a whole decade. Oh, That's my God. Wild. All I can say is that Lizzo is one of the most talented, one of the most original. I put her right next to Solange, and I put her right next to Janelle Monet. And like, I love yeah, people yeah. People like yeah. that, like the artists like that paved the way for artists like you. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, I'm so I wish that when I was younger that I had artists like that like growing up because yeah. I'm like damn I had Me to too. I'm like I, that's why I think it's like great that you're doing this because you like how many like you know black like little black kids are like looking up to you like damn like I would because I had we had to look up to like you know white people exactly exactly and we also we're gonna talk about this later we're like a little bit of resent we were resentful to black people because. When we were weird, they didn't accept it. Mm-hmm. So it's not. It's like it means so much to have people like you. Um, you spoke a little bit about Jewel. Did you have any other um, people who inspired you growing up? Well, I would say one of my biggest inspirations and um, and uh, have always consistently been compared to, which is really crazy because, like, um, I you know I have been inspired by her so much and like. Um, done, you know, so many of her tricks, but like, you know, are, we sing in very different keys and octaves. Um, but Nina Simone, um, my mom, you know, my mom, I always loved Nina Simone just like growing up when I was young. And I remember, I remember kind of just like the first time that I consciously realized that I was listening to Nina Simone. And I was like, Ma, who is he? He's amazing. She's like, Well, that's a woman. <laughs> That's Nina Simone, and um, and I just always loved it. And um, and my mom always says that like she's like, oh yeah, when I was pregnant with you, I was listening to Nina Simone all the time, mm-hmm. like all the time. So Nina Simone just always just feels like, you know, she's like my my God, basically. I'm just like, what would Nina do? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Period. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> with, even just like how I navigate through the world, and then mm-hmm. also. Um, feeling even closer to her than I even felt before, which I didn't even think was possible mm-hmm. after I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she also, you yes. know, I had it too and everything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. She just always seems to kind of be just like this guardian angel, like mm-hmm. constantly through my life and help me navigate. Absolutely. And you, I just, you know, I was watching the Nina Simone documentary mm-hmm. and just thinking about what it would have been like for her if she would have came up during this time, mm-hmm. you know, instead of that really, really, really disgusting time for women. Like, yeah, it was beautiful for the music scene, but her strength, she spent so much energy just being like, fuck. I have to choose and having to choose like damn I could be like Gladys Knight and Diana Ross and Aretha Mm -hmm. Franklin if I just shut the fuck up Mm -hmm. but I don't want to (laughs) and I feel like we all feel that way and the stakes aren't half as high as Mm -hmm. what they were for her and that's that's why again why it's just like it's so crazy Um, because even our stories are kind of like similar in that Mm -hmm. sense kind of like you know when I started out doing like more pop stuff and like you know but it's like that's not what I want to do and like and I so in order to do that, I would have to shut up more and like not talk about specific mm-hmm. things I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about, and it was worth me giving that up. So, yeah, I yeah, she's the realest one. That's how yeah. 
she what, what would Nina do? Yeah, and she would <laughs> be nice. so proud, like because she. It's like her struggle didn't go down for no reason. Like yeah. so many artists have bloomed and are staying firm mm-hmm. to their beliefs in being non-conventional because of her. Yeah, because so. she still died underrated. She died yep. underrated. Yep. That is so crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, and people celebrate her now. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, you imagine how lonely it was for her yeah. when she had to flee the fucking country? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Multiple times. Yeah, multiple times. Like, I, I lo- love that. Just being a darker skinned person, it, it was just. <laughs> and not conventionally attractive, and she just stood in it. Like, she's stood You're going to accept me. And also, you know, better than the boys. That's yeah. Intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she played the hell out of that piano. Yeah. Yes, she really did. Love that. Um, so what does being black and non-binary mean to you? In uh, the music industry also. Oh, in the in life, it um it feels in life it feels lonely and the music industry feels tokenized. Mm. <laughs> I definitely I, say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely um, you know, understand it. Um, in the industry, I'm a shiny thing, and and um, and in life, I just constantly feel just I have to be queer right now, or I have to be black right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's never you, synonymous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we definitely won't get into that exactly. The, and I'm that. just like trying my best not to just be like and another thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because we're going to get into that, mm-hmm. and because it, it's so important and. It makes you feel kind of helpless. Like, you know, it's because there's no, it's no body policing it in life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're definitely going to get into that. But that alone was just like very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you like living by coastal? Well, I'm not by coastal by choice. I just. <laughs> You're like, I'm touring. Well, you know, my fa- well, I'm touring. My family lives on the. West Coast, like, I don't have a home on the West Coast. I just stay with my mom, you know? Right. Um, And then, you know, there's so much work in L.A. because, like, all the artists live in L.A. Yeah. And I've been producing a lot more, too. So I'm constantly always having to go out there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Um, But I, 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 don't, I don't think I'm bicoastal in the sense that, like, I pay rent in Philly. Mm-hmm. I'm a Philadelphian. I love Philly. And I don't plan on... Living anywhere else anytime soon. That, that is amazing. That so is, even with LA being where the work is, you'd rather be in Philly. Oh yeah, and it's what also, the fuck? And well, a lot of tell us just, why. Tell us why, because well, because I'm first listening. of all, I don't like fakeness, and all of and all the <laughs> all the fakeness in the industry is in LA. Tea. Fuck that. I don't need that. True. They know me. Boom. You know, they know me. Period. And mm-hmm. and because of that, what I love about being out here is mm-hmm. that. From all corners of the industry, from DIY to DIY to, like, Jack Antonoff, you know, mm-hmm. when they're in Philly, they're texting me because they all know nobody else, mm-hmm. you know. So I get to go to a lot of free shows all the time and, like, everything, get to see them <laughs> when they're on tour because everyone always tours through Philly. Yeah, But a lot of people in the industry don't know nobody in Philly. So they yeah. always hit me up. I always get Oh, that's kind of a smart way to think to see about them it. Still, but is. I don't have to be in the midst of the drama. Yeah. And how? what about New York? Do you still, does, is that the same with and the fakeness? I still visit New York, too. But mm-hmm. New York is different in the sense that it's just, like, that's where all the hipsters are. So I get noticed all the time out there. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's annoying. Yeah, and <laughs> Like, people, I get noticed sometimes out here, but uh-huh. it's usually just from, like, because I'm so involved with the scene out here. The music mm-hmm. scene out here. Mm-hmm. And not really because it's like, oh, you should be here. I'm going to do 
No, because that's how it, because, like, having lived in New York and, like, see some people just be, like, they're so hyped. They're like, oh, I got a, like, they're, they'll be hype on their friend. Don't even like them. But they're like, oh, they got a blue check in their name. That's uh, my mm-hmm. bitch. They're like, yeah, that's my, yeah. You but, see, I don't be used. Yeah. You don't see me with influencers and shit and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I love, I love that you just do your job. And you're yeah. like, what? It, and then, like, even though I don't want to be in Philly, like, you know, for my whole life, it's because I grew up here. Mm-hmm. Like, Which to hear. Yeah. And yeah. hearing somebody, like, that's from the West Coast, so saying, like, oh, I'd rather be here. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I feel exactly. kind of good. Literally, I'm like, Ooh. I've never been the same from the first time that I came to Philly. Like, my life has been obviously very changed ever since then. Mm-hmm. Like, And I just came to Philly for work. Like, I came to see this band I ended up managing for a bit. Mm-hmm. And that was the only reason. Like, I wasn't, this wasn't really a destination. So that just really goes to show, like, how, like, struck and, like, how much I really, truly love Philly. And, like, what you said about kind of being that go-to person, like, that's... I have a hard time staying encouraged about it, but that's what I would hope that Black Girl Brunch and just, like, all the services that we offer, like, as, like, a production, like, team, Mm -hmm. we could offer. Like, when people come through Philly, treat us like they treated a radio station. Mm -hmm. You know, treat us like that. Like, we want to be part of that. But it's going to take some work because, you know, we're just a year in. Well, that's the goal, though, right? Because, Mm -hmm. like, that's what, you know, that's what the Antidote Queens did, basically, you know? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And it read the same thing. Absolutely. That's very true. So um, right now you are a full-time artist. Mm -hmm. That is amazing because everyone that I know for the most part, I would say... (laughs) 95% 95% of people I know, they're like uh, artists after five. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing our nine to five, and then we're just looking for that bridge. So let's talk about that transition. Yeah, it was crazy for me. It hit me out of nowhere. Like, what were you doing before? So I was, so basically, I mean, I got signed like six months out of high school. Jesus. Wow. So I was working at Ross Dress for Less, mm-hmm. like a few weeks out of high school, and I worked that job for like six months, mm-hmm. um, and like three months before that, that's when I had sent sent out a few demos, and um, that's when my first label had flew me out to New York. So I quit Ross. Yes. Before I went to New York, just because I was just like, I wanna. I want a whole fresh start, like, whatever. Like, I'm about to go here, and, like, it's my first time. It's my second time ever on a plane, mm-hmm. and, like, definitely my first time in New York and on the East Coast and everything. So I just, like, wanted to just, you know, do something fresh. So then went to to New York, recorded two songs, came back to Vegas, got a job at Topshop a week later. Mm-hmm. And, like, all that, and, like, I still dream about working at Topshop. Like, I love Topshop. Oh, nice. That's good um, to hear. Mm-hmm. And I still wear Topshop all the time religiously. Like, I yeah, I feel stupid not using my um, discount. <laughs> you know, because it's just, like, I wish. Um, and they sponsored me a few times, too. Because oh, they that's so that decent. I used to, like, you know, work there and everything, uh-huh. which is cool. Um, but, yeah, I love Topshop. And uh, three... Weeks after starting Top Shop, um, the first song, first of the two that I already just had recorded, mm-hmm. like nothing else was done or in the works or like whatever, got best new track on Pitchfork. Oh wow! And and so and they I'm don't like, be giving nobody no yeah, slack. Sure. <laughs> no, they strict as shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm on my mama couch with my underwear. <laughs> And my phone's, you know, like the whole time. And basically, 
the next month after that, I had my first meeting with XL, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, yes. the first major label that I was on, which is like Adele's label, mm-hmm. you know, um, money. Yeah. <laughs> <Period>. <laughs> money. Um, and, and so they signed me in May. Mm-hmm. And after that, yeah, I just, I couldn't, I wanted to. I wanted to continue to work at Top Shop. I wanted to continue yeah, to work. Impossible. But I just couldn't. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. It's hard, but you got to let go. Yeah. yeah. Elsa said it best. And so, yep. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was a snowball effect from there. So, yeah, I got signed from there. They, they really, their advance wasn't that big, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have gave me a lot more. I realized now <laughs> that I was kind of low-balled, especially because, you know, they got that Adele money. Like, True. They, they tried me a little bit. But um, I got um, a really good publishing deal mm-hmm. that was um, close to six hundred. Nice. Oh, my God. Um, I love hearing that. The so, youth getting coin. So, so yeah. So, I, that's basically, you know, what, and, and then also I have on the regular, which always gets used and shit all the mm-hmm. goddamn time. I love that. So, that's basically what, like, pays my bones. That fills my heart with fucking joy. Me to just Because you hear so many, like, terrible stories about yeah. artists not getting paid their coin or just... Yeah. Begging to get paid money to be for their work to be used, so it's just like mm-hmm. it's how it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Like it's how it's supposed to go. So, and I know that you've worked fucking hard for it too. Mm-hmm. Like it might be a natural talent, but it's still like a lot of work. You know. Well, well, even just sustaining it. So that was kind of like the big thing where mm-hmm. just like I've learned not not even that I'm like a big spender or like anything. I never have been, but it's just like. I was so tired during those first two years of, like, trying mm. that first record and, like, everything for, like, you know, a major label and everything. And, you know, they're going to make you work for it. They're going to make you, you know, go through it. So I did so much in those first two years that I was burnt out. I was depressed. I was unhealthy. I had no idea how to do anything because um, I started so young. Yeah, so right out of high school. I didn't, Because yeah. you're 24 now. I'm 24 now. Mm-hmm. So... so <laughs> You know, once I, once everything slowed down, I had to sit down and realize I'm like, oh, like, I don't even, like, I've never paid a bill in my life. Mm. You know, and it was like, yeah. And it was like, this is, I want to know how to be a human again, you know. So I took a two-year, basically a two-year hiatus mm-hmm. and, um, you know, went through up and downs, you know, like I hospitalized and found out I was bipolar and, like, everything, which is like, there was no really no signs beforehand because mm-hmm. I was just so just doing the same thing and like on the same, you know, routine um, when I was on tour mm-hmm. and those and just doing so much that I just really didn't have time to like process anything and like, you know, just full on breakdown as soon as you like, you know, slow down. Yeah, that know? happened to me when I graduated college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, it's like this. I feel like it's just no slack. No matter Mm -hmm. what you do, I feel like because it was I was the same way. Like I just was like work, 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 Mm -hmm. school. And then once I was like no work, school, I'm like, oof. It's just Mm -hmm. like you just like crack. And you know they're actually putting a name for that, like the postgraduate like uh, depression. Mm -hmm. They're calling it now. It's true. And I'm like, why didn't I fucking hear about that? Because I went through something. Like, existentially, I was like, so this is it? You just get out and work? and <laughs> Like, this, so wait, no, no curriculum? Like, mm-hmm. no, it's very, very, very intimidating to just step out from the, the, the like, being guided. Yeah. Yeah. being like, where do I go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how do I find this? And not tying work <laughs> to your identity mm-hmm. exclusively. Like, you're bigger than just working. Like, you're a human being. Like, And that's basically, and I think that's basically what I had to go to. Mm-hmm. So, 
I, you know, I don't have the same team that I had now. I had to get a whole new team. Mm-hmm. And, like, basically, like, the few people that did stay around, like, my booking agent stayed, my, um, and my lawyer was, like, so instrumental in everything. Like, he's, like, literally, like, my favorite person throughout this whole industry. And everyone fucking knows him. And, like, that's so decent. And, yeah, and basically just, like, under, just learn how to, because it's just, like, okay, if I don't continue to go this hard, mm-hmm. Um, will 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 I like not be able to you know continue to make money and mm-hmm. like um, and you know have a you know flowing income, and I think I just learned how to do it and um, and the way that works for me. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't tour or go as hard as I did in those first two years, and like that's fine because I'm putting more focus into my craft. And people are still paying attention and taking notice. I think even more so for, like, the actual art that I'm doing, you know, as opposed to just, like, you know, being this new shiny thing. Absolutely. No, love that. Um, And our last question for you, um, unless Sabria has something else. No, I was just going to say that I like hearing, like, different because for me, like, when I graduated college, I didn't have a job, like, in the the entertainment industry, and I felt like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I going to do? I felt crazy. I felt like, you know, the grass is greener. And then, like, hearing, like, you know, you straight out of high school, it's like, bam, but it still wasn't as shiny and, like, golden as you think it is. And it's just, like, just hearing somebody say that is just, like, very refreshing because some people aren't transparent. And they, like, obviously with social media and stuff, people only post what they want you to see. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just because you are living your dream doesn't mean you're living your dream. You doesn't I mean, mean it's easy. And yeah. it's a double bind. Like, yeah. Because when you don't get it right away, <clears throat> then you're stressed. And it's like, when you have it right away, then like your, your new focus is maintaining it, yeah. which is stressful. Mm-hmm. stressful. And it's just yes. like, it's just, and it just kind of teaches you that the end result is don't put too much dip on your mental chip. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, seriously, don't put too, like, yeah. calm the fuck down. Because whatever's meant to be is going to be. Yeah. As long as you know that you're, like, doing your best, as long as you know that you're being a good person, you got, like, what else can you truly do? And and on, honestly, at the... <laughs> also for a bit of relief like while it is like also you know obviously very hard for me and like everything um again people people love to use on the regular for shit like (laughs) that for for whatever reason that song always gets used for something so when i feel like i'm like okay well what's the next big thing that i should Mm -hmm. do you know to like make me a sack of money and then like Something will come in and like they want to use on the regular for a condom commercial. Great, absolutely. Yeah, because I always I always wonder about that. Do artists like if if it's a certain song that like the masses are attached to? Like, do you you're just like get the fuck over it? But I think the masses is over it. That's why I don't get why why people still want to use that song for advertisement. Uh, See, I feel like advertisers are like years behind. I feel like (laughs) I feel like they are because it's it's people that are like not our age. So like when they hear something, they're like, "Oh, this is good," and it's like six years old. Or even there could be songs that um, came out when I was uh, twelve years old, and all of a sudden I just missed it, and now I'm sixteen. I'm like, you played, and I'm like, "Oh, what's that song?" Mm -hmm. It could have been out for years. Mm So it's like it's constantly a turnover of consciousness of like people being like, oh, I'll listen to that. So that definitely works in your favor. Like it could be used for the rest of your life in addition to what <laughs> yeah. you're going to create. So, yeah. yeah. 
That's yeah. awesome. Um, so, um, what advice do you have for new artists? Like, coming up, just some stuff that you wish somebody would have told you. Like, maybe some like ideas that you came into the game that you've been like, hmm, I can't believe I used to think that. Like anything you can think of off the top of your head. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's so many things. There's so many things. You know, I think doing it to want to be successful. Mm-hmm. It's just I just I just think that's a wrong way to or the wrong thing to kind of um what's the word I'm looking for? Not inspired, but um I guess kind of uh, pulled by yeah know, like, uh, like, like they'll chase goal. it like they'll chase it yeah yeah like it's just like that's you have not, to love it you have you have to love it basically and you have to and you do kind of have to make it you know um, a lifestyle mm-hmm. you know I feel like now and it's not their fault it's just like that's what the industry is right you kind of have mm-hmm. to be a personality and a musician to to be successful right yeah. yeah. And that's that's and what that's we're battling. So Can't stand that. Yeah. Um. You ever heard of that that Instagram page called Humans of New York? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like yeah. Random quotes and the random people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And one that I always for- remember is this like man who looked really sad. He was saying like, in order to be an artist today, in order to do anything and get a notice, you have to be loud. And like, mm-hmm. that's a shame when your art isn't loud. It's a shame when your the beauty of your art is that it's subtle that is you know quiet that is introvertive and that that's what you're trying to appeal to but you can't even you have to like come outside of yourself and for some people that is so uncomfortable it's uncomfortable and it's hard and it's a lot Mm. of energy um yeah i think i'm i think my personality um is low-key and i think i get away with people thinking that I'm loud because I, I express myself in a very loud way, but mm-hmm. I'm not loud, like, at all, as yeah. you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I really love that because when once we get off the mic, we be, like, home. Yeah. The bed. Yeah. Is that because I hate that, especially when, like, um, you want to, like, when I was, like, dabbling with music stuff, I don't feel like, like, I don't want to be loud, like, these creators screaming at the, like, camera and, like, doing all this stuff. Like, that's not me. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, and, like, for instance, when I was growing up, I was obsessed with Fiona Apple. Mm-hmm. And if you are a Fiona Apple fan, you know that she makes music, she disappears. Mm-hmm. But if you love her, you're obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And it's, like, I feel like it's not a lot of people out here, like, artists like that now. You have to be present. Like, or yeah, people except for being Beyonce. Yeah, separate. Well, because Beyonce, like, she made her staple. Exactly. But, like, I don't like that, how you always have to be present, 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 present. Like, for instance, like, Ariana Grande right now. Like, love her, but yeah. you need to just... Dis- sit down. Yeah, sit down. Like, just... just You're going through something. Yeah, like, you know, even though I am going to go to a tour, I'm going to get my life. <laughs> but well, I'm going to see her Coachella. Or Coachella? Ugh. I've never been to Coachella. <laughs> I'm scared. This is my second time. <clears throat> were you in the, like, you were in the, like, tents with, like, the... The artists and stuff, or you were like in the, the trenches with the people. The first, no, the first time I went there, I played. Okay, so this is my first time going as like a bystander. So how do you go as a bystander? Because I would like to go, but I'm but not we want to be. I'm not going to be in no desert. We want to like, be I'm sitting, be like, thirsty, with, <laughs> with a bunch of ki- kids that I don't enjoy. Yeah, I don't. I'm. So, I don't want to sound bougie, but I don't. No, no, no what, we want to know what th- you're doing exactly. Because what you're thinking, what you're going to do, is what we want to do. So tell. <laughs> 
how did like what are you doing? Do you get like tips? no? Please do you sound bougie. Who do they pay? Come on. No, I just never do GA at, at festivals. Okay. Not at festivals. That's I'll, what. I'll do GA at shows and like everything when it's smaller. But I can't do festivals. It's just too many kids and too. I have to have. I got time people VIP passing out on me. Well, artists passing. Exactly because we made the mistake of not getting VIP when we saw Flapper Zombies. Never again. And I still can taste the ne- sweat. Never I, again. I still can taste the sweat of that white man. I don't mind that. Oh, I don't no. mind that. Like at normal venues, I don't. I don't mind it at normal. We didn't venues. like it. Just not. Just not at. <laughs> Just not at festivals. Yeah, festivals. It's just too big, and it's just like I don't want it. And then like VIP and artist areas usually have uh, carts. So, so yeah. (laughs) So you're gonna be on the cart. So we're not we're not like (laughs) like performance artists. Well, at least I'm not. Um, But yeah, you're gonna start talking to us about like artist pass because we're like (laughs) we always try to get that because I feel like we deserve it. I feel like we can (laughs) offer some coverage, something, and like we just don't be knowing who to write to. So it's so important to have friends who can tell you things in terms so that you can like do it. Well, you know, it's all it is all um, industry lock though. So like basically, if I want to get. If I want to get artist pass, I usually either because, you know, I am artist, so, like, I know fellow artists, so, like, if I'm homies with them and they get me on the list, or I can go through, like, some of my agents and just be like, oh, yo, do y'all have extra passes? Because they always, the festivals always give so many free passes to the agents, and the agent passes are basically, like, artist passes. How do you um, like working with an agent? Do you, because, like, in the in the land of Jay-Z, Jay-Z got everybody thinking that do everything yourself. I mean, I'm sure he's talking about more so with, like, management and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I um, was actually no, listening. I to, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I was actually listening to the Joe Button experience, and he was saying everybody is not. The Joe me, that's what I said, right? You said, said Joe Button experience. Oh shit! <laughs> I can't listen to the straight. All these Joes, all these straight men. <laughs> okay, sorry. I was listening to Joe Budden's podcast. I'm sorry. I do not listen to Joe Rogan because the podcast be seven years long. But (laughs) Joe Budden, I was listening to him, and he was discussing how, like, every it's okay to not want to... It's okay to want to be belong to a label. It's okay to want to have management, and it's okay to want to have an agent. You just have to get people to stand behind you who are not trying to... Yeah, mm-hmm. people that you trust and are not trying to just make a cookie cutter pop star or cookie cutter this that, and the other. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love that we're saying fuck the outline, fuck the celebrity news. I want to continue to talk to you. Like <laughs> I don't care about the celebrity well, news. Let me tell you. So let me tell you how I got lucky with having because so many people do get screwed over by their agents and managers mm-hmm. and everything, right? And and I and I definitely didn't have the best of relationships with my first management, right? But um. You know, I, I'm i real with people. I talk to people. Um, I always keep it very 100 people, mm-hmm. you know. So I I think a lot of artists, they, especially when they're just starting off, you know, they're only um, talking to and giving attention to um, all the other artists mm-hmm. or all the, like, really, 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 like, high-up people in the industry that they yeah. like, need to be nice to or, like, whatever. But they but they usually don't talk to the agents and the managers and, like, everything and blah, blah, blah. I always talk to everyone. And I always got feels with everyone. And I have my own relationships with everyone throughout all sides of the industry. So I know who's good and I know who's bad just because <laughs> I, you know, I, I suss this shit out. And I have a really good um, stomach, you know. And, mm-hmm. and also... Um, even before I started working in the industry full time, um, 
I used to always just randomly email people in my demos. So I already had like a few um, industry people that I was just already close with before I even started, you know, doing music. One of them happened to be um, Fiona, who plays drums for me now. Mm -hmm. And she played drums for this band called The Vivian Girls, who I literally have tattooed on me because they're like my favorite band ever in the world. And uh, I just like sent her my demo when I was 16. And we had like been internet friends ever since then. And then I would just see her, like, out on the road and, like, everything. And um, she also, like, tour managed, and I asked her to tour manage. And I was like, do you also, like, want to play drums? That's awesome. And she was like, yeah. I would love to tour manage. That sounds amazing. Because, like, like, I know Iman, like, always emails people, like, randomly. And, like, sometimes, like, we feel like, "Mm, like, should we be doing this? There's nobody on the other end sometimes. Yeah, but but you got to do great. Yeah. You just got to do it. Like, yeah. I just, like, now I'm, like, even more I inspired. I emails, to, too, though. I really do. It's like no one it's opens so them. necessary. Yeah. It is. It's like a receipt. I saw Especially some... as I'm, because I'm starting my own label now, too. Yeah. You know, I live in the emails. That's you awesome. You have to. That's, oh, that's amazing. Darn, you just said something that made me. Oh, internet friends. So let's talk about internet friends because we are internet friends. Yeah. <laughs> we, technically, yeah. we are internet friends. Like, you know, it's just so... You know, it's a lot of shitty things about social media, but one of the best parts of social media is um, how we have the ability to be so connected when, like you were saying, you're from Las Vegas and there was no scene. But, you know, now it don't matter where you from, there's a way to stay connected mm-hmm. and push. It don't, you don't have to push your product out to locals. You can push your art out to uh you know, people all over the place. How is that still instrumental to you, like, right now? Like, are you still, like, finding that connecting with people on the Internet is, like, cool? Or is it kind of like an oversaturation now that you kind of are popping? Because I see your little followers, you know. You're doing good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you're doing good. You eating, you eating. You eating. I, you know, I think... We love a sigh. <laughs> I, I'm internet friends seems to really be um, something that people like collect mm, and really me. and really separate from real life. And me, and it's just like, oh, I have relationships on the internet. That is the internet, and like that's chill. Mm-hmm. But then I also have like my real life, my real life friends, and everything. Mm-hmm. And I've never made internet friends without. Making them your real life friends. Exactly. There that's how, that's how I feel. Attempt. Mm-hmm. You know, like even look at us. Like, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, I, and it, it always happens naturally, mm-hmm. you know, like this. Because, yeah. like, I don't really like get that deep people on the internet unless I know that, like, we really down, like, we really fuck with each other. Exactly. Like, like we both mutually want to, like, meet each other. Yeah. And, like, no, you I know, feel that. Um, one of my best friends ever in the world, he's. This uh, white dude from the Maritimes in Canada. He lives in fucking Ottawa. Um, yeah, one of my dear friends. Like, we vacation to get together, like, every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and visit him, like, Canada and, like, everything. And, like, yeah, we started off as, like, internet friends. Because he's just, like a, like, a fan of mine, like, early, early on. Well, he hates when I say fan. He's like, how <laughs> dare you? Uh, Supporter. But, but, you know, like, he was a supporter. Um, That's very what... early on. And I just, like... <laughs> put him on the list um, to my Montreal show and like it was one of those things where it's just like I was just like sitting in the green room and then like my tour manager was like there's this kid named Greg who wants to come back here and I was like oh yeah put him on the list like he might be nice he's like a fan like whatever (laughs) 
And like, <laughs> like and so they was like, okay. So they like let him walk back, and like he comes in. He's super awkward. He comes in and like sits down, and I'm like staring at him, and he's like staring at me, and I was like, oh my god, I love you, and he's like, oh my god, I love you. <laughs> and it was just that's nice. It's like, oh my god, we're best friends, right? And he's like, yeah, I think we are. <laughs> See, I love That's that. That's literally how it is. Yeah. Love that. Um, also, we want to talk a little bit without revealing too much about relationships when people know who you are. Do you ever fear that, like, people can, like, I, I hear Crystal and Kid Fury from the podcast to read. They're always talking about how they'd rather date somebody who just don't fucking listen to podcasts. <laughs> they're like, I don't want you to know I who feel. I am. That's I've revealed, I yeah, same. When people like me, they're, I'm going to give you a listen. I'm like, you mind simmering down and not doing that? <laughs> like, let's just wait. Up. Don't listen to my thoughts. Like, please. Uh, but, like, huh? No, I'm just like. Oh, <laughs> but um, do you feel that way? Like, you would rather somebody be a little, do you want to date a fan? I've never dated a fan, though. Okay. Never. Yeah. That's <laughs> You're <weird>. like, <laughs> that on that, I guess. <laughs> but I have become friends, really close friends, mm-hmm. with a few mm-hmm. quote-unquote fans. But it feels so stupid calling them that now because they're, like, my homies. Yeah, yeah, that's how we feel, too. Um, It's only a handful, but, you know. Um, it's not a it's not a dull breaker for me, but it is a little different when when it comes to dating though. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a little weird. Like <laughs> the dude that I'm seeing now, like he likes my music. Um, but I, I mean, he doesn't really listen to that, to that much like contemporary music anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm like, he really knows about me. That's good. Yeah. yeah. That's the ideal form. <laughs> like, that's how I would want things. I would want things to come in. I would rather meet somebody else who's, like, kind of in the industry, so maybe they can understand, but that's not a requirement. But, mm-hmm. like, well, you see, but he's also an artist. So, there we go. Uh, okay. He does there like sculptures. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. There we go. Super connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Well, that was the interview portion. Honestly, that's usually 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we know, but like, what were we going to talk about instead? We were going to talk about the Oscars, mm-hmm. and I can get a quick at it. Spike yeah. Lee won uh, his first Oscar. Yeah, he jumped on. Uh, that was his first. Yeah, yeah that's, that's his first, first Oscar. Oscar. I, I thought he should have won for Crooklyn uh, or Do the Right Thing. Yeah, Crooklyn was an amazing. I thought because I heard like Klansman was a little. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sad that he won. That's probably why I won. (laughs) I think that the Oscars, like Jada Pinkett and everybody else made such a big deal that sometimes I think that they're giving pity awards. Like, and I don't mean that for Moonlight, and I do not mean that for Black Panther or Regina King, but I feel like out of all Spike Lee's bodies of work, why was it that one? Like, it should have been, if nothing else, the Malcolm X movie. Yeah. Right. If nothing fucking else. And it's just like... That movie should have won an Oscar. It, I thought Denzel was Michael Max from the <laughs> my whole life. Like, I really thought he was him. He put on them so glasses and things that. changed. He really did. Um, damn. What's his name? Oh, oh, the book, the movie called... It was called Green Book, right? Yeah, Green Book. Yeah. I heard um, that was Connery. I heard oh, that yeah, was, yeah, Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it was funny because Spike Lee said every time somebody driving in a movie, he lose. <laughs> Talking about driving Miss Daisy, he lost for do the right thing, and then he was like, "Every time I'm in a against the movie where somebody driving, I typically lose." 
So he said he was worried. But, you know, as much as I can't stand awards, I can understand how uh, somebody like Spike Lee, who has been in the game for Mm -hmm. so long, how that can mean so much to him. So I'm very happy. He has given us a lot. Mm-hmm. Regina King has been in this shit for a while since she the eighties. It's so and didn't good. even age in the process, right? Oh my god, and she's so good on American Crime. She is the reason why I watched that show. She's a beautiful. I feel woman. like I'm the only person that watches. She's just a beautiful woman. Like no, beautiful. her eyes, like I see, I see and feel so much. Like when I look at her, but when she was giving her speech and she said "mom" and broke down. That's I fuck I started crying because we all know what it would be like to win one of the the greatest awards in our with lives your with our, yes. your mom looking right at you like we all just pray we could do that in our mom's lifetime <laughs> like yes. you know and especially just with the journey that she's had mm-hmm. oh my god yeah. and I love when she said God is good. <laughs> All the time in the black people in the audience set, and all the time, God is good. <laughs> you can just hear it. Take it to church. <laughs> black people can't resist. They were like, yeah. all the time, I'm Muslim, but I still be catching the spirit. Fantasia's yeah. <laughs> on stage, like, oh, I'm, yeah. That's how she's in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> my shoes off. <laughs> a shoe just falls on stage. You're like, black sorry. People know the gospel. No, no yeah. matter what. So, especially like, on shoes. We all feel it the same. Especially True. if drums are involved, because black people can't. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> When black people hear drums, shit just is different for us. Yeah. Like the drums hit different. Yeah. <laughs> the, the drums hit different when you play. Yeah. You know Kanye know. Oh yes. Yeah. Kanye he, he trying to get us with the drums. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, I'm too woke. Right. I'm too woke. I was like, I'm gonna twerk for three seconds, then I'm with the lead. I was That's watching that shit cursing under my breath. I was like, this shit crazy. <laughs> And then he was like stomping. I'm like, but oh my god, this nigger always goes back to gospel. He always goes yeah. back to gospel That's every how he time he to wants get us back. And he's smart. He's, he's an smart. Evil he is an evil genius. Yeah, I'm not falling for it. God damn it. I was like, I'm not gonna lie. I was on the edge of glory. I almost fell. <laughs> I almost fell for it because it's just mesmerizing the music. And I'm like, uh, I can separate the music from the art. <laughs> I, was that I was about to be that one. I can tell you, okay. That's why, and I feel like that's why I don't think I'm that good of an artist because I I think I'm a pretty decent person. I'm telling you, <laughs> all of the horrible artists are the best. <laughs> so true. Because all they care about is themselves. That's so true. And I true. care about way too much to be just like, that's, to just be able to just bear myself like that. But look at Solange, okay? Because I feel like your vibe and like your journey and your detachment from like mainstream is kind of very, it reminds me of her because Solange disappears. Same with like SZA. They like go away. But Solange. To develop. But Solange, exactly. But they're developing with a lot of people and a lot of things and they can be fairly removed. Whereas, like, I feel like Kanye is an artist that literally takes takes on every, you know, he takes on everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. He has to find, calm everything, you know, himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, like... I thought he works every day. Like, if I... If it, what I put out is, like, what I could put out now. Um, I'm not really a perfectionist. I, I, I feel like I... I just feel like my art is, like, more commentary than, like, actually, like trying to be something precious yeah. yeah I feel like that's more like that's very neat to someone also yeah I was gonna <laughs> say very, that is very neat like, <laughs> like, well, she, look <laughs> and we all but we need that we don't need art all to be packed like music to be packaged yeah. the same it's not the same experience like but even with that being said like how I'm long I'm not wild it, by perfection I never have been like I'm 
No. Yeah, it's, it's not like, it's not attainable. And it's, and it's so funny because like me and Sabria, we get in here like every week we come here not prepared. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we have thoughts. We have some thoughts of what we want the show to be, but we sit down and we kinda develop it because we're like, at the end of the day, this is black or brunch, this is our podcast. Yeah. We don't owe anybody shit. Like we get we do mm-hmm. what we want to do and we love that. Like you come in, it's like listen, there's no real like, you know, outline but like we've never done a show like this before but it can be what it which what we wanted to be and that's so much more powerful to me it's so much more real it's so much more relatable it's so much more like people can put themselves in your shoes yeah it's very transparent better than me i don't want to look at something that just seems like unattainable yeah Mm That's dark to me. I don't know that. <laughs> no, that is. That's, and, like, I had wanted to cop, even though the, uh, technically the interview is section is over, but it's not. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to say, like, the rules. Like, okay, so, obviously, like, me and Mommy come here. We've said so many things that, like, people in the industry would be like, whoo. And I know you're very outspoken as well. Like, how do you, do you ever feel Ooh. like, damn, I might fumble the bag. Like, do you ever feel, because I feel like. <laughs> you I definitely fumbled. I've definitely fumbled the bag. I've definitely, and we, it, no, it hasn't even been off. But I know that I've Drake will never work with us. Drake will never. <laughs> but but how do you, how do you feel about like have you ever had your fumble the bag moment or do you feel like damn I shouldn't say that I'm gonna keep you know or they should get over it because we didn't know them as individuals we were just talking to them you know yeah and it's not even about like how you felt about different artists it's just like in general like your viewpoints how you view the world and stuff like I, that. Well, you know what? Look, I <laughs> I've never been a person that. Um, Again, thinks my opinion is precious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to be fairly factual with mm-hmm. most anything that comes out of my goddamn mouth. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't enjoy talking mess. I really don't. So when I do, because I have and I can, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's 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 some academia behind it. There's. Mm-hmm. There's a reasoning. That's how I feel. That's honestly how I feel. Like if I well, talk, if you feel that way, then boom. Because like certain art, exactly. Because like the <laughs> some artists we talk about and stuff. If we drag an artist, it's because they're like homophobic, transphobic. Yeah. They're doing something. What we feel I mean, is we be talking about how people we look talk sometimes. Too, sometimes. We, mean, we be talking about people's style true, sometimes. True, true. Like, I had a, I had a tweet where I was like, um, people who say all art is good art, like that's bullshit. It's like all art is valid. True. Right. Good. It's not. And that's fine. Yeah. But see, that's the meanest thing you said. You doing good. Yeah. <laughs> we be like, that bitch teeth crazy. <laughs> she stank. That's how we are. Like, but you know, I think that we we catch we get a little petty because we're human, but mm-hmm. we try mm-hmm. to, like Sabria say, keep the shit talking down to the people who are perverts, who are racist, who are yeah. homophobic, who mm-hmm. are transphobic. Yeah. Because I am like so black and white with people who are wrong like that. I'm just like, you know, fuck them. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, you know what? Let's just move on into the sunken place right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Dragging the government as per usual. Oh, drag. So, okay, so what specifically is the sunken place? Like, I'm so confused. Like, so, have you seen the movie Get Out? So, I've seen Get Out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know in the movie Get Out, um, the sunken place is clink, where... Clink, clink. clink that's mm-hmm. where the black folk go when they're being overtaken. So, originally... But now white people can be there now? So, we mm-hmm. decided to just, you know, redo the sunken place. And it's where you go when you fucked up. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, like for the first few, like sh- that hole in three hundred, just people. You're there we yeah. go. That's I what it's that. like. I love that. <laughs> but you know, for the most, but it originally started where it was like a, a, a black person whose ideas wasn't matching the culture. Mm-hmm. But then after that, we were like, black people are not the only ones who can get punished. <laughs> like. Yeah, it's yeah. like I a, it. it's definitely like a donkey of the day, just our yeah. version of it, you know. Yeah. So it, it, it's never for a superficial reason that somebody is in the sunken place. Though it's never like, oh, you're in the sunken place because you got on our nerves, because everybody mm-hmm. get on our nerves. Okay, yeah. Well, let's talk about Jesse Smollett then, because I haven't. Okay, that's what you want to put in the sun. Do you want to put Jesse well, Smollett? I don't know or if I want to though, that's what I'm saying. That's like a... this is everything, all this developing. I don't understand. None of it makes sense. We that's how we feel, and we like we're like, are we not gonna talk about it because we just okay, don't know that's how I feel. and I my thing is I will not I like I said on Twitter I will trust my ex cheated on me by mistake than before I believed the Chicago PD yeah. I'm just I'm not gonna do that I'm not going to sham Jesse Smollett until I have the tapes until I have the fingerprints because now the Chicago PD is reversing everything they said mm-hmm. I this like case was falsifying a lot of things but also it is very weird that like we were led on to think that like the dudes involved were white Oh, it, it is. It definitely yeah. is. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's so much on both sides. It, like, it's oh, very oh. odd. It's very odd. But I it choose is. to stand with him until the until the receipts are there. And I think so many people choose to go against him, and it has nothing to do with anything other than being homophobic. True. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, like, they don't want to admit that. There's a lot of people making a mockery out of this where if it was fucking Meek Mill or mm-hmm. somebody else, like mm-hmm. another, uh, uh, if it was Terrence Howard, it was Taraji, and the evidence was like, hmm, this don't make sense, but it is the Chicago PD, then they would have stood a little bit more firm. I Spe- mean, that's what's been so dark about this goddamn fucking, uh, fucking Black History Month. Because <laughs> yes, they, yes, it's like, bad. had two fucking... You know, black males is like scapegoats that's been dragged around throughout the whole month. You oh, know, yeah. with like twenty one and like just just you yes. know, like oh, it's my just God. like Can we get a break? Uh, yeah. It's I a just, short month and all this fuckery. It's, it's been a lot of fuckery Packed for a short in. month. And I just, I don't know, I stand with Jesse Smollett. And if he is a liar, that's not saying that it's impossible for him to lie just because I like him. And yeah. just, you know, mm-hmm. just because we like him. But what I'm I'm not, what I'm not for is how loud people were last week when mm-hmm. the government said one thing just for them to not say shit now. Mm-hmm. That the government is like, oh, wait, we may have got some stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, you have to admit that the way that they handled this case was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. The the details that are leaking out like inappropriate completely. No, the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing is messy. It's so messy. the cops are Sloppy. like the, the cops have never been so vocal in their life. These are yeah. the same people that let R. Kelly fucking rape the town red, but yeah. then they don't have anything to say. I had a tweet. Yeah, I had a tweet where I was like, I was like, throw the whole department away. Like R. Kelly <laughs> just got thrown in like twenty years late. Yeah, and like, and now they falsifying shit. And they call Jesse it Shy Wreck, and you're putting all your resources into Jesse Smollett. Like, I'm sorry. So I guess the Chicago PD is a sunken place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, like, let me tell you something. There is somebody I can guarantee. You there's somebody who just died in Chicago right now. Somebody yeah. was just murdered. But and they are care. But they don't talk about that as much. Because they're worried like, about clearing the fucking uh, fucking MAGA name. Yeah, essentially. That's, that's what it is. That's I what think, the energy is. Yep, because I think they wouldn't care. That Yep, you're so right. Because they wouldn't care as much about this. They wouldn't do much investigation if, like, the words, like, MAGA haven't been, like, released. Like, if he didn't say, like, oh, it was, like, or Trump the supporter. The president didn't fucking, like, what, tag him in a tweet? Like, yeah. Did you oh, straight up just add him? Yes. He added Jesse Smollett? Yeah, the president? 
I haven't blocked, so I don't oh, know. That's that's called self-care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I just want to put Twitter in the sunken place as well. Because, <laughs> Twitter um, is the sunken place. But, yeah, Twitter is like, put, like putting a toe into the sunken place. Well, I put Twitter in the sunken place personally because they uh, suspended my account for 12 hours. <laughs> So a bitch can't tweet. I can't tweet and I've been seeing all this funny shit all day and I forget and I hit like and they go some of your capabilities have been suspended. <laughs> Every time I'm like, you can't do shit in this house. <laughs> Strip so, this shit Joe, on Twitter. Twitter Joe is still real. Yeah, so, she's but it's different. Up. Like Twitter Joe's different now because <laughs> and it's like annoying because I like you know I what's it called what's it called when you try to overturn like the suspension. Uh, appeal it? Yeah, I tried to appeal the suspension. They told me somebody will get back to you in a few days. I'm like, bitch, it's 12 hour suspension in <laughs> a few days. And then, um, so listen, I was like, uh, well, listen, you bitches are suspending me because I called my best friend a nigger and said that <laughs> I was going to punch her in her face. But I use nigger all the time. Yeah. She said she was going to punch. She's like, I'm going to punch you, nigger. Or something. <laughs> It's taken out of context. I said, if you would have looked at the conversation, but I liked it. You would have known it was I playful. Liked it. I, I said, funny. also, how rude of Twitter to try to police a black woman's conversation yeah. with black another history, black woman. Black yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, I from a distance, I could see how me saying I'm going to beat you the fuck up, yeah. nigger. It's going to, seems like a hate crime, but like, honestly. I loved it. There are there are people who are absolutely transphobic and toxic yeah. on Twitter yes. so much every yeah. day to the point where I log on and I'm like, oh, I can't do this. Mute, like, mute, I mute. gotta go. Well, that's, so well, and that's just at, because at the very, 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 very least, um, you know, just trans and queer and homophobes will forever have Jesus by their side. <laughs> no, no, for real. To claim. True. For real, because I'm like, yo, if it's I'm... so true. How president? How is the president not suspended? And I am. Or that little bitch should be toting that gun around. It's like, she, and I'm suspended. She's blocked too. That girl, she's like, she has blonde, curly hair, and she like is always toting a gun. She's around. like, I eat an AK-47 for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that blonde bitch walking around school, like she damn. What's the what the what's the white guy name from Pocahontas? Fucking John, John Smith. Smith. Yeah, I, I say John Doe. <laughs> I was gonna say John Snow. She really be having an Uzi <laughs> with her on campus, and everybody, everybody's fine with it. Campus? Yeah, her name yeah. like Caitlyn. And, and that's allowed. Well, she's like somewhere in like uh, the Bible Belt, so you know that yeah. shit is like so, yeah. But does she go to university? Yeah, yeah. and it's allowed. She's like, it's my right to kill. Like it's just, she's just terrible. But I blocked her. The whites love her. The whites truly love her. They do. Um, same with Tommy Lauren. Like she can go and harass people all day. But I said I was gonna I beat my best friend up. I don't believe anything that she said. I don't believe. She definitely don't. Yeah, she was she a don't. Democrat at first. That's how. Like, that's and all she got fired for saying she believed in birth control. Yeah, <laughs> she got fired for saying she Goofy wanted to get her cheeks clipped. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? She wanted to get what? I said she got fired for saying she wanted to get her cheeks clipped without getting pregnant. <laughs> Cause in short, that's what I heard. Oh yeah, I mean she's not wrong. Same. Yeah. So fuck you, Twitter. Like I was so upset all day. I had all these thoughts. I'm like, let me let Twitter. I was like, oh shit. But what killed me is like you tweeted from the Black Girl Brunch page. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they suspended me, I went on Black Girl Brunch page, and I was about to say nigger again, but I'm like, I don't want them to suspend me. <laughs> no, that was send me. <laughs> I was so embarrassed because I logged on and they showed me my tweet and they made me delete it. 
<laughs> they said I was like breaking the community rules. I'm like, since when y'all got fucking rules? They always suspend the worst people. I hate Twitter. <laughs> I've never been in Twitter jail. I've been suspended. Because <laughs> I said die, carnage scum. <laughs> My parents thought it was so funny. I always think I'm edgy on Twitter, but I guess not. Well, <laughs> we got kicked off of Apple Podcast. Oh, yeah, we got kicked off. Because of, what did we say? Skin, <laughs> white bread, skinhead. Yeah. We no, a, I, it was something else. We we definitely cursed them, yeah, like, a lot of our titles. On, on um, Apple, on in podcasts, you can't curse in your episode names name. or the titles. Or the titles, yeah, yeah. We didn't know, so we yeah. was. I, um, I had a semi-viral tweet back in 2016 on the election. <laughs> Um, where I was drinking out of a Hillary Clinton mug and <laughs> said something along the lines of, um, we have to vote for the woman who would call the police when you're in lawn instead of voting for the guy who would just shoot you. Yeah. Seriously. Same. That's um, just what, that's what that election that was. Me in, like, Twitter jail. Yeah. It was, like, fairly, like, everyone shared, like, I think, like, there was, like, a mic piece about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my You know God. what I don't like, though? Who reported me? Because Twitter yeah. goes... Twitter told yeah, me that sounds like someone close to you. I feel like you gotta. I, somebody also told me that because um, it was like a, a conversation between me and Sabrina. But then Twitter said that you're you've reported something and it's gone through and it showed me my own tweet. I'm like, am I being Jesse Smollett right now? Like they're telling me that I did something that I didn't do to myself. I'm like, what? I did not report my own tweet just to spend my own account. Yeah, one of you bitches did it. Like, can you suspend yourself? You can't report no. your own tweet. You can't. <laughs> What? <laughs> I, 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 Tw- Twitter, I, I like to report myself. I like to turn myself I am in. so mad. <laughs> I usually appeal things and it works, but this time it didn't work. No, I was so they fucking They said time mad. out, bitch. <sighs> they, or Play time. time is over. Fuck them. You are going to jail. Period. <laughs> that way. Um, <laughs> all right, so now it's time to move on into common census. And this week we're talking about... Um, <sighs> something that's really important to all of us. It's just being black and being a little bit alternative, whether it's being a weird black girl, whether it's being a non-binary slash queer black person, what that's like when you have so many issues in the black community that kind of can go against your core. Mm-hmm. Like how we choose to not resent the black community how we can still sometimes take up for people that we know if the shoes on the other foot they wouldn't take up for us mm-hmm. so i want to start with you shamir i um i realize that kind of like i guess struggle of of i guess like not feeling as included and uh in black spaces, especially if um, you grew up in a place, not like I grew up in a very diverse place, but mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're black and grew up in mostly white spaces, mm-hmm. and, you know, around mostly white people, um, you know, that can be really hard. But I think um, for me, the only time that it's like really frustrating for me is... Um, if they're just homophobic. Yeah. That's the only time that it's really hard for me, really. Yeah. I think, just like I said, I feel like there's, like, a real universal, spiritual, connecting thing to all black people. I really do. I just mm. think, you know, our melanin, our melanin just charge with each other. And once, you know, once we take the barrier down, you know, and, like, 
you know, be as one. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. It's great. And I think in my experience, even if I do maybe like could feel like uncomfortable in the beginning, but that's like I feel uncomfortable at the beginning of all of my social because I'm awkward. So like you know, <laughs> I feel uncomfortable at some point, like any anywhere I am, you know. Um but yeah, but the only thing that's that's been hard is like, you know, the deeply ingrained homophobia within the black community. Yeah. And I feel like that's like always just been the only thing that's ever really kept me from not having deep connections with my people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard because um like I have people in my family who identify as, you know, gay and it's like People can do anything in our family and be forgiven. Mm-hmm. People can be like have mm-hmm. kids that they can't raise. People can go have be on drugs. Mm-hmm. People can just get into financial screw ups and everybody come to their rescue. Mm-hmm. But when people are gay, mm-hmm. it's like that's when everybody breaks down. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny to me, like, that one thing that doesn't impact you somehow affects them so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like trying to break that down, and you're just like, I don't get it. I don't understand where it comes from, this hyper-masculinity amongst the men, but also mm-hmm. this kind of hatefulness from the women. Like, I can say that in 2019, I have seen more homophobic women than I've seen homophobic mm-hmm. men. No, seriously. Black women. And I don't it's it, different. It is, and I don't like psychologically. I'm like I don't understand how people you think that that's separate because you understand that like people are going to hate you more if you're because everything you do when you're black people think is hyper this hyper mm-hmm. that. So when you are say a black trans woman, like people think that like you're going to be like you know hypersexual mm-hmm. or you're going to be just like you know extra in a way and there's nothing wrong with being extra obviously but they think they have to be like extra cautious around you because you're a black you know trans woman that's very true yeah and it's just like you know especially when you get hit on by like a download dude or like Mm -hmm. whatever who automatically thinks that I'm gonna be down the fuck and I'm like I don't know who no yeah absolutely not I'm it's like that the idea we kind of talked about this like in an earlier show like I never forget it's like people think that when you are queer you you can't have like you can't want to knit <laughs> or just that's literally or what just, I do I literally knit I can literally count them well with both hands how many people I've been with yeah you know like yeah and it's just like and, and, and but also just even within the community though mm-hmm. it's expected for me to be more sexual or sexualized and yeah. loud and you know it's, it's like so you can't be an individual. Yeah, it is because it's mm-hmm. such a dope. It's like you can't win for losing. It's like you can't. And I just, the people who are, you know, homophobic, transphobic, like in the black community, I just want them to realize that, like, you people, whenever you do something and you're black, especially if you're darker skin, people are going to get angry and you don't know why you're angry. Like, for instance, even though we all know who, we all know that Kanye West is an asshole, mm-hmm. but there's, uh, there's white people that are assholes too like white artists and stuff like that but I remember like some white people I would see like even white people that I was like cool with would just get like super irrationally angry at Kanye West mm-hmm. and I thought like the next thing they was gonna say at their mouth was like the n-word mm-hmm. yeah. cause it's like people need to realize 
it's not even the fact that you're gay when people are most mad at. They're mad that you're black mm-hmm. and you're gay. Mm-hmm. Because when you're black, man, your manhood is, you know, above everything else. And yeah. you're supposed to be this. You have all these it's standards. It's animalistic almost. It is. And that's why yeah. people get angry, I feel like, because people, you know, cisgen- basically it's just like They're basically just like black man is only good for masculinity. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like what's that? What was that um, folk tale <laughs> where that guy? I think his name was John Henry. Yeah, John Henry. That's what I feel like. Yeah. That's how mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, it is. <laughs> literally, work till you fucking die. <laughs> that's yeah. what John Henry did. His heart burst. He had a heart attack. And that's it's like so- the only like black. You know, like folk hero, right? He was exactly. so strong. He literally worked to impress. Um, he outbeat a machine, but at the price of death. Like, oh yeah, let's teach that to our black. black you know what? That, just I really be a machine. To repress that. Thank you for. Not be about that all week. <laughs> no, I used to look up. I used to look up to that. I will. I used to look up to that when I was a kid, and I would say, "Wow, look at this black person working strong, sacrificing, giving up." And then you get older. And that shit hit different where you're like well mm. that's scary don't you sometimes that, feel that, that for that's Beyonce what, though no because I feel okay. like Beyonce sorry <laughs> I feel like I'm sorry <laughs> I feel like when Beyonce hit that Coachella stage and said I'm happy to be back home I realized that on being on stage is what makes her happy yeah. and I also yeah. realized that Beyonce has so much shit that she has not released to us she has so much that she hasn't talked about with us and by her declining interviews declining mm. sponsorship she gets she don't have to ever make another album again. She gives us what she wants when she wants, and I believe she's truly happiest when she's on stage. Yeah, and I feel like it's different when you live for other people. Like, for instance, I, I feel like the job that, like, in the black community, they think that black men are supposed, you're supposed to live for the community. You're supposed to be, you know, this, that, and the third, and that's why I feel like a lot of, like I was going to say, a lot of cisgender people get mad when, you know, trans women make that transition, that they're like, I don't identify with this, you know, yeah. masculinity that society has passed to me. I don't identify that. I don't feel this way. I don't see myself as this way. And people just get so angry. But how do like, you? Do you see just like how like, you know, like yeah, like when people like do like Janet Mock and just like mm-hmm. the amazing strides that she's done for the black community as a black woman and mm-hmm. like. You know, people within the black community are still skeptical. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's one of the smartest people that I've ever, like, you know, seen. Like, she's so smart. And for her to, like, be, you know, come from the background of being a sex worker. And then, like, she's an educated woman. Mm-hmm. And it's like, people don't see sex workers as like that. She's definitely, for me, that face of, like, you know, I, you know, sex workers aren't who you think they are. Mm-hmm. They could be, like, you know, that law school girl that's going to college. She could be, you know, doing this to make ends meet. And Janet Mock is, like, that girl for me. Because, like, she's she's so smart, well-spoken, everything that, like, people wouldn't think, you know, a former sex worker wouldn't be. And she doesn't let that hinder her. And the fact that, like, people still take her as a joke. Like, she's so well-spoken. How can you joke about that? And she's creating more opportunities because a lot of the times, re- the reason why these trans on the are sex workers are because they can't get it to people judge them mm-hmm. especially if they aren't, aren't uh, passing yeah I was gonna say aren't passing if they aren't super feminine looking like they can't just go up into H&M even mm-hmm. and be like hi I would like to be a sales associate because they don't have to say I rejected her because I'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. they could without even 
verbalizing it. But Look also, at each it other makes you angry and reject that person. Exactly. But what is Janet Mock doing? In addition to shedding light on how sex work is the only work people can get, she's making work for trans women. Mm-hmm. Like, come on now. When will trans women be on network TV before this? Outside and outside of uh, Laverne Cox on Orange is the New Black, yeah. they were only on Mari. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God! Trans women were only on Mari. Uh, Trans exactly. women were only using uh, uh, black Order shows. Like, oh my goodness! You know, to make fun of, to yeah. make fun of. And I think also, like I was saying, like I just feel like the fact that you're black and makes you ain't because I feel like. Sometimes I feel like our culture can be so hyper masculine mm-hmm. because I feel like masculinity means oh you're you're strong and you're yeah. not gonna you know you're gonna work and there's no way if you're if you're working there's no way that the the white man can you know get you down there's no way nobody can say anything so to sad. you because you're a work you're you're a workhorse and it's just like I just. I just don't understand the like the psychology of people thinking that that's separate. Like you being black and gay, you being black, like how is that separate? Because the if you look at the you know the the rates for like you know suicide and like you know just murder of like you know black trans women, black and Latina uh, trans women, it's higher than any. Exactly. You know, and for like even gay, it's, it's high. So, it's just so frustrating, you know, when you see like charts or like whatever mm-hmm. people talk about, you know, demographic. You know, they go, you know, white men, white women, black men, black women, mm-hmm. LGBT. Yeah. <laughs> it's so insane. You know, and, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. and, then, <laughs> and then they all have to, you know, fight for, you know, equal airtime. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like, yes, yeah, it's literally some days I'm like, okay, I got to fight for LGBT shit today. And then today, oh, I got to fight for, and it never merges. No, and like, intersexuality don't. I don't never even. Exist. I can't. I can't even give you a small like foresight snippet of where I felt like it did. I don't even like. It doesn't make sense to me because, like, if you know anything about like you know the gay community, it's like racist. Like mm-hmm. you know, it is. It's hella racist, and like people literally have on their profiles no blacks, no you know, like the first thing, like you know. I and it's just, it's just so sad. Exactly. And it's just like, y'all don't understand. It's like, that makes people feel like they're alone or they have to choose. It's just like, I think, I feel like, stop making people choose. It's connected. Like, you don't understand blackness, especially, like I said, your darker skin. It makes people angry mm-hmm. that you are confident. It makes them angry that you're living. Everything you, you just, do is a statement. Exactly. Everything it's a you statement. do is a, it's a statement. statement. Whether you want to or not, it's like, it's insane. It's this idea that there's an agenda to, uh, what's it called, emasculate. Black mm-hmm. men. It's, a, it's an agenda. Like Billy Porter having on the tuxedo and the dress. dress at the bottom. People were so angry about that. And I'm just like... But let's talk about this agenda, though. Like, okay. So the agenda to uh, make the... Black, quote-unquote agenda. The quote-unquote agenda that the black men and women who are homophobic, who are transphobic, phobic, who uh, love toxic masculinity, stand behind that there is just a gender out here to just soften up all our men. So, 
this is the and this is the really deep penetration of it, so that they don't procreate, so that the black race dies. Some of That's y'all don't need agenda. to procreate. And let me tell you something about being stupid. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you something about being stupid. It hurts everyone. It, does. it hurts everyone. It, does. it hurts the people who have to listen to it, and it hurts you because you'll never get a chance to like really, really grow. Mm-hmm. To be non-masculine, to be feminine, doesn't mean that you don't like women. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's number one. There's so many feminine men out here who just... Well, I identify as pansexual, so I've dated women. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like before it's all over with, we all gonna be identifying as pansexual because it makes sense. It makes it really it add up. It really makes sense. Everybody cute. (laughs) The shit add up. That's all I'm saying. But like at the end of the day, like anybody can have a child with anybody. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't want to go. I don't want your children. That's my that's my contribution to the earth. Exactly. And there's enough of us right now where you can we can all. I'm in a heteronormative relationship or not. You can just. Fucking chill out. That's number one. Yeah, exactly. Um, Number two, uh, white people be gay too. Like, (laughs) (laughs) they be gay as fuck. Yeah, but the thing is, like, they, and not to say that they don't exhibit any hate, but it's like, it's a different expectation for them. Like, masculinity, like, white men can joke a different way without being like, oh, look at this. Masculine, like, a white man can, like, like put on lipstick was, yeah, that his white, daughter put on for him and it's white cute. Is, white, mm-hmm. white dudes do gay shit all the time. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. This when one they're bros. Like, it's like oddly like a passage of masculinity. It's exactly. Yeah. It's funny to them. Like, oh, and look how relatable. around me and I'm like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking. like, if you can touch my dick, you can suck it. Ah, no, period. Now that's how I feel. That I can stand by. Exactly. I'll have to get that shit on a t-shirt. And then they get uncomfortable. You like, you think I wasn't supposed to get uncomfortable? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that. It's not no. I'm not joking. Yeah, I'm not joking, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, I have a song called Straight Boy. I don't know if any of the listeners know that, but you should listen to it. Oh, um, I'm all ears. It's it's but it's very on brand for this conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure after this conversation, listen to Straight Boy and. Oh. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm interested. And I'm going to pull up the lyrics the first, on the iTunes. First, oh, the opening line is like, can someone tell me why I always seem to let these straight boys ruin my life? Ooh. And, and, Same. <laughs> I can definitely like, get behind that. And like on tour, um, it's really funny because it's this moment because already like, like also I, my whole band is Femi. It's like me, mm-hmm. uh, my bass player's woman, my um, drum, drummer's woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, my bass player is black, and my drummer's relatively of color. <laughs> you know, Maybe of color. She's yeah. she's very 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 white passing. Um, but uh, and so you know already when we take the stage and it's really it's already really you know jarring for everyone. Um, and I before that song I always go um, are there any like straight boys in the crowd? And they usually go like. <laughs> you know, sometimes and then sometimes they're just scared. They're already just scared. Exactly. I've already been screaming at them for like two songs straight. And um but if they make noise, it's just like really funny because after that song, you just see them all just kind of like crouch into themselves mm-hmm. because they realize that like I just played this song that basically like made all those I guess, like, queer women, like, everyone who has been victimized by, like, straight men mm-hmm. louder in the crowd. 
And it's just like that moment where they look around and they're just like, oh my God, there's as many of them as there are me. I love that. Wow. And they're scared. They're scared. <laughs> they are shook. And it's so funny. And I've seen and I've seen boys and men in the crowd after the song literally just sit there in deep thought and they're just like, they're broken. I love they you know I love that because them. now they feel like you do. <laughs> and that's what I do it. Now Thank they feel you. like you that's do. Yeah. And that's and, and it's so it's, that's why that's one of my favorite songs to play live because it really do it's it, it makes it feel worthwhile I'm exactly like, yeah now they know how I feel and it's because it, I see it in their face mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know? it's like but it's like it's okay when you do that it's like when people make uh, jokes about like their hair that I can't relate to in office and then I <laughs> make a comment about my hair and they're uncomfortable I'm like well see now you know what it feels like when everybody's talking about yeah this is what you're here in the shower in the morning and throw it up in a bun and go and I'm like well my wash day takes five hours yeah. you know yeah. and it's just like yeah make people get comfortable with being uncomfortable until mm-hmm. you're comfortable <laughs> that's just like no period I don't give a fuck who got feel uncomfortable I'm not gonna be the only one with rosy cheeks in here so exactly it's just that's just how it gotta be um but my (laughs) the dude that i'm seeing right now is wayne and um but i swear he has never even accidentally touched my hair and I'm like, that is so Ooh. respectful. That's, well, I'm so... Not I'm, even accidentally. I don't think he's ever touched my hair. So our friend um, Peter and Ryan, That's, they showed me that that whites know how to behave. <laughs> no. When they, they want to. When they want to. Our friends, like, I've it's thought about... Hard. It's not. I have examples. Treat us like humans. That's what... They have never remotely made me feel uncomfortable and, like... Literally, Peter knocked on my door last night while I was taking my weave out. Like, so, you know, it's just like... And that's I, a vulnerable we're moment. That's a we're very, not there yet. Yeah. Not there. Uh, <laughs> I had the scissors. I had the I had, like, the scissors and, like, thread on my... I had, like, a thread on my shoulder. <laughs> and, like, I, like... The top of my hair was standing I, like, threw, like, a bandana I've, I've on. I've been thinking about that moment for so long, though. I really have. Because I've never really had to think about this like that. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, this, it's going to have to happen eventually. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's just like, when is the right moment? <laughs> it's it's going to be that time when your hair is just itching. And you, gonna and like, you like, this shit got to go. You going to just start clipping it while y'all watching like a movie. He's like, um, okay. You can like, <laughs> questions? And I mean, I mean, you understand. I mean, I, he's seen my natural hair and we in our braids too. Just haven't seen the process. But just the process, mm-hmm. you know. The process, like you said, is very vulnerable. Yeah, it is. It is. But um, yeah, it's just it's very hard, especially when things happen to like Mike Brown, Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I know when me and Sabria are out there marching. We look to the left and we look to the right, and it's very clear to me that I yeah I see black men, but I see women. black women, and I and I see um our queer brothers and sisters, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's amazing. Like we fight, and then when something happens to a trans woman, and these numbers and these stats are showing left, yep. right, you see some black women in the queer community, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, just true. like that's yeah. that's what you see because like um it's it's just like. The woke black women, they they take a beat down, but they they see the similarities mm-hmm. and they stand there. Like, and not to say that like black women can't be queer at the same time, but you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. We have to, we have to open ourselves up. And I feel like the black women who don't open themselves up and do not respect our like you know trans sisters. Uh, have internalized their own impression in a way that is so fucking sad. Mm-hmm. Because the black woman is one of the most hated women in society, mm-hmm. no matter what 
part of the world you go to, we are seen as less desirable. And so for you to go through that, it, it has to mean either A, you don't know your place in the world, right? You don't know how low people look at you. Or B, you're just so happy that it's somebody else and not you that you just want to be the bully. Like, you yeah. know, you just want to be the fucking bully. Because even sometimes the oppressor is the oppressor. Yeah, mm-hmm. period. And I, I see a lot of that happening. And I just I just want why, to be better allies. Mm-hmm. But that's why, on the other hand, though, um, the, the, I guess, um, it's the allyship um, between other um, queer people of color is mm-hmm. really close and beautiful, though. Mm-hmm. It we, is. We only got each other. Yeah. No, I, I know, love that. Yeah, because um, I definitely we really do. It, it's it's great. We we really do look out for each other. Um, I feel that. And it's usually never any drama, you know. And when it is, it shocks me. I'm like, yeah. damn. I'm like, yeah, that's been petty. Like, chill. Yeah. <laughs> When it, but I do because I know some people say um what is it like I know people say like solidarity is a myth and I don't want to believe that no I don't I don't want to believe that and I don't that, feel that way help, that doesn't help anybody either when people say like solidarity is a myth I mean I guess like by numbers I guess it's a myth but like statistically you know we can get on the same page relatively and you know when you find people who are on the same page as you you believe your solidarity is real mm-hmm. you do because like when I'm in a room full of like minded people like when I'm in a room like uh last saturday we literally just got food with sabria uh cousin my friend rel and sean and like rel and shanae and was chris right yeah we yeah we just was in a room watching tv together i felt solidarity because i'm like here's a group of people who just want to stay out of trouble and enjoy time with loved ones (laughs) like you know so little bits of solidarity like that i'm like i I fucking love it i do it's just amazing it's even better when they're strangers i specifically Mm -hmm. love stuff like that yeah when you just yeah, when people with just with the same the same energy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you, you know, because you just you come across so many people with crackhead like energy. No real shit. Just, like, yeah. Or scammer function? energy. You're oh, like, yeah. why, why are you robbing me of my vibes? Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Or my energy is terrible. I'll rather that than honestly the crackhead. I because <laughs> I, because it's like you want to be like leave me alone, but you didn't do anything. Just, and they're like, all over the place. Yeah. You like, are you all right? Yeah. Are you? Okay, but you know and what? And they just want to talk, but the crackheads? No, like, you ever meet somebody that be want to talk and they, like, you don't follow? They be like, I'm about to, like, go get some here because like, I be liking crabs and I be, like, going outside. You be like, what are you fucking saying? And you don't, like, you be like, I feel anxious. Like, you make me feel like throwing up. Like, I just, it's very chaotic. Like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. This was a fun show. And I'm like, I'm so happy that we took an unorthodox route and like we went like and just kind of like followed the vibe of the show. I really think everyone's going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry that I can't stick to structure. What? No. no. We neither we, can. First we, of all, it was our show. We should have let it, but we were interested. We were like, yeah, we agree. No, keep no, going. No, keep but going. I always do this with all interviewers, though. They was just like, I wouldn't think I was going to do one thing with you. And I was just like, I'm sorry. Like, I could. No. Because I always want to connect things, you know? Yeah. No, and it's. Just, like, you're so Trust and believe. Whatever celebrity news is going on is less important. Because we're actually. It was. And we're tired of talking about celebrities. Like, 
we're tired of talking about. We want to talk about some real shit. And something that's going to inspire the listeners. We yeah. might have some up-and-coming artists out there, whether it be just, you know, a musician or whatever, who might need some, like, inspiration to taking the first step. That's going to help them more than anything the Kardashians are doing right now. So <laughs> no I would much shit. rather discuss that. <laughs> so as we end the show, just let everybody know one more time your name and where they can find you at, where they can listen to your music, how they can support you. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, my name is Shamir, artist, <laughs> musician, um, Shamir Bailey on Twitter and Shamir326 on Instagram. Um, yeah, I mean, my music is streamable everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, okay. Shamir. Love that. Shamir. But streaming on Spotify because they get the most coins. Do they? Okay. I don't yeah. know. I use Tidal. Um, oh, rich. Nice, nice to be rich. Bougie. <laughs> Yikes. 1%er over here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take my broke ass back to Apple Music where I belong. <laughs> With my student plan. I've been in college. I've been out of college for five years. And I'm, I'm, on, I'm on my cousin Kiki plan. Her family plan. I'm like, Kiki, shit is acting up. Can you, like, check my family connection? I don't pay for I don't pay for anything. That is a splurge. I don't pay for Netflix, Hulu. I feel like if I pay rent, that's all I should have to pay. <laughs> True. <laughs> like I'm not doing it. The rest of the stuff. True. But um. But I noticed when my with my song, I'm like, oh, I'm getting more money from Spotify because I think Apple Music is like it's like a one cent or something, God and damn. they don't count when people repeat stuff like well, repeat I'm songs. Start seeing that now because I started my label. Oh yeah, yeah. You do. You'll, you'll okay. see. Okay. Yeah. So we look. We're definitely going to have you on again. Yes, like for this label stuff. We're interested. We need to know more. So um, that about ends it for this week's show, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to let us know your thoughts. Um, hit us up on the Black Girl Brunch Twitter page at BLK Girl Brunch. Hit us up on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. You can find me on Instagram at Imam Tay. <laughs> I guess you can find me on Twitter once I'm free in a few hours <laughs> on uh on Twitter, it's Matei. I think that's my name now, right? Yeah. yeah. And you? And it's Frank and Femme on Instagram and Frank and Femme underscore on Twitter. And also, don't forget to comment, like, rate, and like, and subscribe. Oh, my God. I'm watching YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome same, to my channel. Same shit. Y'all know what to do. Yeah, rate that, <laughs> keep them ratings going. That's how people find this. Um, keep sharing with your friends and your family. Hit us up on the Black Girl Brunch email if you have any more suggestions or you just have something that you got to got to share with us about mm-hmm. this week's show. Check out our t-shirts. Make sure you buy your Black Girl Brunch t-shirts. Yes. And as promised, some spring stuff is coming soon. So, yeah, that's it for this week's show, guys. Bye. Peace.